0: All right, everybody, good morning. Welcome to the show. Today is November 20th, 2023. Hold on one second. Hot Mess Express coming in hot. (laughs) I got in the studio early, too, bro. Oh, you gotta be kidding me with this. Come on, come on, come on, Uh, come on. Whatever, you know what? F it. We'll, We'll do it live. Sans, sans intro script. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is November 20th. It's a Monday. Hope everybody had a great weekend. I am your host, Dr. Gerald Ozier. This is episode 498 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. And over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Jesse Johnson coming from the from the in-laws, the outlaws, Alex Elisov, Frank coming down from his high, Ashiana Ishmael, Luke Canfield, Marcus Kyler with the Yeats. So many more of you are going to be coming in hot with me as we tear apart the top cybersecurity news stories of the day and I will be bringing my expert opinion and analysis on each stories uh, on what it means to you as a practitioner. So what can you do with this information to drive cyber risk reduction for your organization today, whether you work at a through k-12 school or a fortune 500 company we all got the same problems y'all we just have different bosses and different business stakeholders but the problems they're pretty much uh you know swappable right so we're going to tell you what you can do with that information also if you're looking to break in the industry don't think there isn't a place for you here because believe me you're going to be asked in any single job interview how do you stay current on the industry this right here is a phenomenal answer. The Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing Podcast. Every single weekday morning, we're bringing the hotness. Also, newcomer uh, 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 looking to break in. You see all these wonderful people like Adam Catchy BT, Miss Julian, David Hoffman, Jensen, Divine Dream, Divi- D- Divine Dream, Divine Language Express. All of them. The networking. It's amazing. We've got hundreds of professionals in here. High five and sharing resources, celebrating wins like Frank. Passing. Boom, Frank. Yes sir. So, get in here, settle in. 498. We got 500 on Wednesday. More about that at the uh at the midroll, but before we get into it, let me say shout out and shout out and love to the stream sponsors. Reading this without the read. So, here we go. We'll see what happens. I've only done it about 300 times. We'll see how I do. Guys, let me introduce you to Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions knows Wait, hold on. Uh Oh, my God. What is the read for Barricade Cyber Listen, here's the deal. Threat actors are going to ransomware. If your organization is not prepared for a ransomware incident or you haven't thought through security operations, specifically the incident response part, check out barricadecyber.com. Links in the description below. They understand how to handle an incident. When you have an adrenaline dump and you're freaking out because you're seeing exploitation in your environment, you're seeing threat actors move around, and you're just crapping your pants with all due respect, it's natural. If you ever dealt with a real incident before, like a real, real incident before, it's pretty nerve-wracking, okay? So get someone who's been there a million times, their skin is all crusty and hardened from all of the experience that they've got. Eric Taylor, the crustiest of all of them, at barricadesyber.com. He can come in and help both you handle it and your business. Get that mollifying, soothing vibes of having a professional handle the incident. Believe me, you're going to want to have like a killer answer when uh, management's like, what are we going to do? You're like, I got Eric Taylor. Just chill, chill, chill. All right. Also want to say shout out to panopsi.com. No, thank you, Colin. Uh, we've got this. Uh, shout out to uh, panopsi.com. Get a partner who understands your cyber program and business goals. Eric, uh, Brandon Poole over at Panopsi. Uh, leads a team of professionals who can come in and basically look at your program and very quickly using their, you know, dozens and dozens of years of collective experience, look at your program and say, listen, here are your major gaps. Here are your quick wins, meaning low effort, low resources, high risk reduction. And here is how you can go from where you are today to where you need to be, need to be tomorrow. Okay. Okay. And here's all the information you need to be able to go to your business, uh, CEOs, CFOs, and say, hey, here's the reality. Here are the numbers. You tell me. What's your risk appetite? And actually have a meaningful conversation. Panopsy.com. Links in the description below. Also want to say shout out to Anti Siphon, but more about them at the mid-roll. Guys, did you know that every episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is worth half a CPE? But Jerry, a half CPE? What's that do for me? I can't get a cup of coffee. Coffee cup cheers for half a CPE hold on pump the brakes the best part is CPEs they stack so two and a half a week 10 a month if you're a regular here at simply cybers daily cyber threat briefing you've got nothing to worry about you got CPEs coming out your ears believe me say what's up in chat hashtag team live if you're live here hashtag um uh team replay hashtag team SC uh, just a little spoiler, uh, look for the all-hands meeting in December. I think it's December 13th. I'm going to roll out a couple new things for the community. I'm pretty pumped about it. Uh, all right. Yes, yes, yes. The coffee cup, coffee cup, cheers. Mm. Oh, my God, so good. All right, so check it out. Um, stay tuned for the mid-roll. We have a new segment. Uh, as we have, for those who are regular long-timers, Every single day of the week, you know, has a special activity. Tuesday's Tuesday tidbits, around the world Wednesdays, Thursday's meme of the week. Well, Friday was Grayson, my son's joke day. And uh, James McQuiggan has kind of taken that as Grayson has taken a sabbatical. I've made the executive decision that Monday's, which was Callan's art of the week, uh, Callan's going to take a sabbatical too. Uh, but I've got a fill-in, a brand new concept uh, so stay tuned for the mid-roll. I hope you guys like it. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, you'll notice that I'm wearing my cybersecuritycentral.org shirt. Go check that out. Great organization doing wonderful things for the uh, for the community. Hashtag Kimberly McKnight, hashtag Ms. Julian, hashtag Sean, and James Driscoll and many others. All right, guys. Woo! All right, check it out. We got a long, we got a long one. It is Monday, so there will be jawjacking. I hope everybody's well. Be rad, not rich. Hope you're, hope you're doing well. Oh, oh, final, final thing before the news starts, just so everybody knows. I pinned a comment in chat. The GRC Analyst Masterclass, I know a lot of you have been asking me. Um, we're running a Black Friday special, 30% off through uh, the end of the month, November 30th. Code simply cyber30 at checkout. Hopefully that helps a couple of you out. I know uh, some of you have been DMing me asking me when the deals are going to go down. They're down. All right, guys, do me a favor. Get your coffee, get your bourbon, whatever you're drinking. Grab your Colorado IPA. Sit back, relax, and let's let the cool sounds of the hot news wash over us in an awesome way. See you at the mid-roll.
1: These are the cybersecurity headlines for Monday, November 20th, 2023. I'm Steve Prentice. (coughs) Lorox CISO departs months after cyber attack. As reported in Bloomberg, Amy Bojack has departed after about two and a half years in the role. No official mention was made for her departure. However, this follows a major cyber attack attributed to a Scattered Spider, which, quote, paralyzed the company's manufacturing operations for weeks and led to nationwide shortages of several products, end quote. Bloomberg adds that Clorox has noted, quote, organic sales tumbling 18 percent in its most recent quarter, which ended September 30th, and that it expected ongoing operational impacts in the current quarter, end quote.
0: Well, Alf v. All right, here we go. All right. So you haven't. I, honestly, I haven't seen this in a while. Um, so this is what's up. OK, Clorox. Uh, if I'm not, you know, Clorox is a massive conglomerate. They own all sorts of cleaning um, supplies and other stuff. Let, let's look at their stock. Clorox stock. This is MarketWatch 139.17. Well, it, it's been two months since the breach. How do we... Oh my God, stupid computer. You know what I don't have time for? <laughs> Dumb stuff. All right, so let's look at their six month. You want it? Okay, so like check it out. In all fairness, you want to tell what... Like you want to guess chat where where the <laughs> where the breach happened um right around here now everything's relative right they were trading at 150 and it dipped all the way down to 115 that's about what a 30% dip that's no good um as a publicly traded company the board is responsible for making decisions for the company uh with the best interest of the stockholders right the people like me and you and the big institutions investment banks that put Money all up in there now. Couple things, like I said, we haven't seen this in a while. Typically, when there's a data breach with a publicly traded company, like go back and look at. You can go look at it. The numbers are there. The receipts are there. Target, when it got breached in like '14 or whatever, it dipped and then it, you know, six months later, it resurfaced. And the whole idea was like, oh, when a company, again, this is not financial advice, but for a, for a minute there, you could literally just read the newspaper, and find a company that got breached, invest in it. And then three months later, cash out and you'd make bank because the market would overreact because they did not understand cybersecurity attacks and they didn't understand you know, the impact and all these other things. So the market corrected and that was no longer the case. Again, look at any freaking story that we looked at in the last, sorry, Kenny, look at any story that we looked at in the last like month or two months or three months or whatever and watch publicly traded companies. They get hit. There's maybe a little dip and then nothing. This would indicate there was something more systemic, something larger at play that impacted um, situations. Now, it did not inf- It did impact manufacturing operations, which, by the way, is the number one impacted um, industry by ransomware, uh, statistically speaking. So what I would assume is they were not making Clorox wipes for a minute, which led to a supply chain issue. They get hacked on Tuesday. There's still Clorox wipes at Costco on Wednesday. It's not like that. It's There's no, there's no Clorox wipes at Costco in 16 weeks from when the breach happened on Tuesday, because there's like, like a, there's like an air bubble in the chain, right? You ever tried to like siphon a hose? I don't know if anyone's ever done this, but if you ever siphon a hose and there's like an air bubble in it, it, it causes all sorts of shenanigans for your, your siphon. Okay. Not that I've ever siphoned gas out of a car when I was in college, because I couldn't afford gas. I'm just saying people did that. Okay. So Here's what I think happened. Okay, they're not going to comment on it. Um, Amy, the CISO, basically got canned. I think she was a, a a sacrificial lamb, if you will. The board is like, "We want answers," and the CEO's like, "I'll get you answers." CIO, where are the answers? And then they turn to the CIO, and the CIO's like, "I'll get you answers." Okay, <laughs> I'll get you answers. CISO, where's the answers? And the CISO's like, "I'll get you answers." Damn it. I'll, I'll pack my stuff and go. All right. You'll pack your stuff and go. They're going to pack their stuff and go. They're going to pack their stuff and go. They, they, the Sissa's quitting or fired. Okay. That, that settles us. That that fills our board of directors' tummy. Here's the deal it sucks. She probably didn't do anything. On top of it, Scattered Spider is the threat actor group that got them. Scattered Spider is the aggressive, uh, it's, belie- it's believed by me. <laughs> Tinfoil hat. Who the hell am I? It's believed by me. Scattered Spired is either a, a fork of Lapsus group remaining members or a, a new faction of 18 to 22 year old uh, individuals, just the way they are. They use aggr- like physical violence tactics on help desk people. Like help desk needs that on top of everything else that they're dealing with. Um, so Scattered Spider very effective. They're the ones who attacked MGM Resorts and Caesars uh, and a couple other ones. Don't cry for me, Argentina, because Amy, the CISO at Clorox, is absolutely got a golden parachute, so she's all set there. And B, she just went through a very public breach. She is going, I'm I'm telling you, we can't lose as cybersecurity professionals. She is now in hot demand. CISOs, CISOs are, you know, the average lifespan of a CISO is about 20 months now it used to be 18. It's like 18 to 24. Now she was there two and a half years. So she's slightly over the, over the curve on, on longevity anyway. So she, she was probably due to quit. And she went through this massive thing with a fortune 50 company, dude, line her up back the bring struck up. There's a CISO, a very qualified CISO on the loose. And by the way, Again, my heart goes out to this woman. You don't get infinite resources and infinite people and infinite Mayan and infinite adoption and agreement on all policies by the business. You know what you get? You get some bucket of money and you're told to make it work. So guess what? It's called cyber resiliency, not cybersecurity. If anything, if anything, they were down for a couple weeks. I give that woman a gold star. You recovered business operations in a few weeks. Yes, yes. Well done, Amy. Well done. Where can you sign up to be my CISO? All right, let's go.
1: Black Cat Ransomware Gang files SEC complaint. The gang is apparently unhappy that one of their victims, Meridian Link, has not complied with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission's requirement in Form 8K under Item 1.05 to disclose a cybersecurity incident that impacted, quote, customer data and operational information, end quote. Alf v. Black Cat claims to have breached the company on November 7th. This complaint to the SEC is intended to add more pressure to the company. However, according to Reuters, this specific requirement only takes effect on December 15th of this year.
0: All right. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry for the uh, camera angle. Uh, So check it out. Here's the deal with this one. This happened last week. Um, This is cold, man. you're as cold as ice. <laughs> Are you willing to sacrifice? Listen, here is the deal. This is freaking bananas, all right? In, in recent time, the SEC, which is the Security Exchange Commission, which is an, uh, a federal agency responsible for protecting shareholders, basically, getting back to public stock, right? So with Enron being uh, a hot mess in Tyco back in the day, and Even Clorox, like Clorox had to disclose when they had this breach, they had to disclose in alignment with SEC regulations that they got breached. Okay, there's rules. You have to follow the rules. All right, now check it in. Check it out, excuse me. I just got buffer overflowed by DJ BSEC. Check it out. Black Cat Alfie, who is a tier one threat actor group, hacked into... um, what what was the victim? Who was the victim on this one? I forget. Um, Meridian Link, okay? Meridian Link, who I've never heard of. But Meridian Link is a publicly traded company. Black Cat Alfie hacked into Meridian Link. Black Cat Alfie notified Meridian Link that they had hacked into him. Meridian Link at this point knows that they've been breached, okay? They know it. So technically they have, I believe it's four days, which is really, uh, you know, four days to report to the SEC that they've suffered a breach. Meanwhile, during that four-day clock, again, the word it, breach means things. Times Timers start clicking off when you say the word breach. They say, we've been breached. Then the clock starts ticking. And the threat actors, Alf, the Alfie Black Cat is negotiating with Meridian Link. Give us money. We won't uh, release your data. Give us money. Give us money. Blah, 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 blah. Meridian Link either didn't like play them off or told them to go pound sand or whatever. It doesn't matter. They didn't get their money. They didn't get their... Straight cash, homie. Right? So... Black Cat Alfie says, you know what we'll do? I got you, bro. They pot they they flip out a uh like that little Swiss Army pocket knife, the little red one some people have, and they start jabbing them in the side of the, of the ribs with like the nail file. They contact the SEC because anyone can contact the SEC, even criminals, and they say, Hey, SEC, Meridian Link has not complied with your r- ruling, and they're in violation of that. Ooh. What makes it so cold is because They're a freaking criminal organization and they're doing kind of like the righteous public bystander, the John Q public, uh, letting them know what's up. But but in reality, they're doing it in order to turn the screws on not Meridian Link. Meridian Link, unfortunately, is the case study. The next person that Black Cat Alfie hacks, that's a publicly traded company, they're going to say, pay us or we're going to do what we did to Meridian Link, bro. And by the way, can I just point out for a hot minute? Um, if Alfie Blackcat breaches a publicly traded company and then does the uh, ransom or whatever, go look at what happened to Joseph Sullivan, CISO at Uber when they got hacked by hackers and then tried to hide it from shareholders. The, The hackers still disclosed it even after they paid the ransom. It wasn't a ransom, it was an extortion fee, but they paid the extortion fee and the threat actors still disclosed that they breached Uber and Joseph Sullivan still had to go to court Joseph Sullivan was still found guilty and, and and fortunately um he didn't have to do any jail time white collar crime but my point is um this is just nefarious dude you know what and and by the way again I say it from time to time if you've been a regular one here on the channel you'll know this I do not condone cyber criminal enterprises I'm not like pro committing crime but I am pro recognizing when you know, game game recognizes game. Again, hat tip to Black Cat Alfie, way to leverage what is at your disposal in order to achieve your business objectives. Again, their business is criminal enterprise. I'm not into that. But if you just boil it down and look at it from a business operations perspective, they need to leverage their clients, victims, in order to get them to pay. What better way? Like this is just a clever opportunity that they're leveraging again i'm not totally into it i'm just saying you know like yeah like wait way to survey the landscape play in chess while other people are playing checkers drennan dudley is acting
1: national cyber director while coker confirmation process continues on
0: friday hold on one second adam b says he was applying for a sock one at uber adam you should the whole joseph sullivan uber hack thing happened like two years ago if anything, if anything, they're probably investing heavier into cybersecurity. Also, just it reminds me go look for jobs at Clorox. Typically, when you get hit so badly that your shares look like that, the business will invest heavily in not having that happen again. Trust me, the, with all due respect, the amount it costs to hire like six SOC engineers in the software stack for a SOC is a lot less than the amount of uh, business value that they lost here. They probably lost like, you know, Tens of millions of dollars. Believe me, you can get a sock for less than that. The
1: White House confirmed that Dudley will take
0: over as acting director while the nomination process for
1: Harry Coker as national cyber director continues. No date for a vote on his nomination has yet been set. Dudley has served as the deputy national cyber director for strategy and budget since August. And prior to that, spent 16 years on the staff
0: of the Senate Appropriations Committee. FCC. All right, I'm I'm really confused. Um, I'm confused because what are we talking about here? Drennan Dudley, who is this woman right here? Okay, and she's been around Capitol Hill for decades. So, okay, like I'm, she knows how the game is played in in Washington. Okay, and she's gonna be the. Oh, so she's just the acting national director. Okay, okay, never mind. I'm sorry, I got confused. So we covered this last week. Harry Coker. I said the guy's probably got network connections out the wazoo. He'll be fine. Um, they basically just hired this woman as an acting director. So she might hold the job for it could be a few weeks, a few months. Um, if the Senate moves quickly and confirms Harry Coker, then she'll be out. She'll be out. So she's just holding the position. Like, like to put it in perspective. Drennan Dudley, um, she's she's like a professional white, you know, uh, Capitol Hill person. She's not going to be bringing in pictures of, she's not going to be bringing in pictures of her kids and, and and her her spouse and putting them on the desk. She's not going to be hanging pictures in there. She's not going to be leaving a toothbrush in the desk. You know what I'm saying? She's basically. I mean it's a, it's a really cool honor. I mean I, I would like lo- <laughs> dude, I would love to be acting national cyber director for a hot minute. Like what a cool thing. But um if Harry Coker gets um confirmed like next week, she's out. So, uh basically basically she she should just double park in front of Capitol Hill cuz and leave the flashers on. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what's up. He adds rules for wireless providers. I'm, and and I'm, I'm being like playful and silly or whatever about about her and, and leaving the car running with the flashers. But 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 she's not going to be making any major decisions. She's an acting national cyber director. In the event that something outrageous happens, they can turn to someone in the seat and say, Drennan, what do you think? What they're not going to be is Drennan's not going to be there for like two weeks and she's going to draft some like executive five year national strategy and try to push it through. Like she's, she's holding, she's holding the seat for Harry Coker.
1: Combat SIM swapping. These rules will force wireless companies to quote, adopt secure methods of authenticating a customer before redirecting a customer's phone number to a new device or provider. End quote. This includes requiring wireless providers to immediately notify customers whenever a SIM change or port out request is made on customers' accounts, and to take additional steps to protect customers from SIM swap and port out fraud. End quote.
0: Okay, okay, I love this. I love this. I hate this. Okay, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the day of SIM swapping. It was the day. It was the day of bloated federal bureaucrat speed, okay? Um, So check it out. I love this. The FCC, the Federal um, Consumer... What is this? FCC, Federal Communications Commission, which, by the way, um, is responsible for like the internet and and all these other things and, and phones. They are putting in place protections around SIM swapping, okay? And I hope this works out. I hope this works out. SIM swapping, while not um, prevalent, is a regular attack. And let me just back up for a hot second here. SIM swapping is where, like, guys, if you've ever lost your phone, right? And you go to the um, T-Mobile, AT&T, Boost Mobile, you know, Virgin Galactic, Optus. I'm trying to be inclusive of other countries here. uh, And you're like, hey, I I want a new phone or I lost my phone. And like they'll literally port your number, which is your phone number, uh, and move it from the IMEI, and I might be getting this slightly wrong, but from your phone, which has a unique identifier, to your new phone, which has a unique identifier. And in the back end, they say, hey, cell towers, ignore the old phone, all communications go to the new phone. And then all of a sudden, your existing phone gets a no-service bar and you could still use it on wireless network and stuff like that. But at that point, it's it's, it's, it's a freaking, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a 1999 uh, Palm Pilot PDA, okay? So wh- why is this a big deal? Well, it makes sense, right, in practice. But threat actors, if you're going to use um, SMS text messaging, or if you're going to use any type of um, text message type thing, and they know about it, they will go and get, they'll be like, hi, I'm, I'm BSEC. Hi, I'm BSEC, and I want my phone changed over. And they're like, sure, BSEC, no problem. Here's your phone. Now, BSEC is at Friday Night Lights screaming his face off in a fifth overtime because his, his high school football team straight crushing it. But all of a sudden, unbeknownst to BSEC, his phone says, looking for service. And meanwhile, I'm walking out of, you know, whatever, cricket store. And uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got BSEC's phone. So now anyone that calls BSEC, hello, this is BSEC's phone. Anyone that text messages BSEC, hello, this is... Well, I wouldn't answer a text message that way, but you get it, okay? And so I log in with credentials, and then I get the six-digit text message, and then I log in with that. I've just bypassed MFA, and I'm in his account. Now, there's a whole lot of crap that has to happen here. First of all, First of all, I have to have the username and password for the account that I want to take over. Second of all, I need to know that they're using SMS text messaging uh, for the multi, excuse me, for the multi-factor authentication. Okay, and then three, I've got to do that all uh, before BSEC or victim recognizes that I've compromised their phone. And four, I got to convince somebody through social engineering or cash, at the uh, AT and T store to. Um, to do the SIM swap. Now, what I will say is T-Mobile is n- notorious for this, okay? And guys, someone who works at the T-Mobile AT&T store whatever, let's just say, let's just say they make $60,000 a year. Okay, let's make the math easy. $5,000 a month before taxes. So they're bringing in $1,000 a week after taxes. Rough numbers, right? If I go into a store and I'm like, "Hi, I'm BSEC. I'd like to change my phone over." Maybe they do it, maybe they don't. Or maybe they recognize it and they contact BSEC and they're like, some scumbags here. I'm not a scumbag. How about this angle? Hi, my name is Jerry. I will give you $4,000, the equivalent of one month's work if you do this one simple thing. You could tell your boss that I tricked you. You could tell them that I told you I was BSEC. You can tell them that I showed you fake documentation, but you and I will know that I'm going to give you $4,000. No questions asked, switch the SIM. And the idea is that for four grand, this 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 technician? Wh- why wouldn't they? You're just giving them a month salary for, for five minutes of work, and it doesn't impact them specifically. They're not going to get fired because they have plausible deniability. They're not going to get their account robbed because it's B Sex account. And then I walk out and I log into B Sex bank account or financial or I- IRS or wherever, and I commit a crime that makes more than four thousand dollars. AT and T guy wins. I win. BSEC loses, okay? That's what's up. This is why SIM swapping is so bad. Now, finally, the FCC's gotten their their act together, and they're putting in conditions around it. I wish that the FCC did this way sooner, guys. SIM swapping's been around for like six years, 10 years. Uh, 10's probably much, but there's a lot of Darknet Diaries episodes around that. Go check it out. Way to go, FCC. Moving at the speed of federal government. It's 8.30. Let's go. And
1: now, a word from our sponsor, Egress. People are the biggest risk to your organization's security, and they are most vulnerable when using email. Egress is the only cloud email security platform to use an adaptive security architecture to automate threat detection and response for advanced phishing attacks and outbound data breaches, tailoring the experience for each user based on their real-time risk score. Visit egress.com to learn more about egress's intelligent cloud email security suite and start detecting email threats your existing solution is missing today. That's E-G-R-E-S-S dot com.
0: All right, guys. Guess what? I didn't even say it. Hey, Sim swapping $68 million profit for criminals. James McQuiggan with the super chat. Did we
1: just become best friends? Yep.
0: Thank you, James Mcquigan Also shout out to James McQuiggan. Uh, He's 100% right, dude. $68 million in profits. What is four grand? Hell, I'll give you, sorry, Kennedy. I'll give you 60 grand for a SIM swap. I'll pay your entire salary for one year. Just get out of my way. I've got a $68 million crime to commit, Bra. All right, so check it out. Um. Whoop, James Mcquigan coming in hotter. Greetings from, I'm finally home. Oh, James McQuiggan coming in at 35,000 feet. Uh, uh, circling above his house. Last business trip done for the year. Hopefully hashtag team live. Looking forward to episode 500. Me too. Coffee cup cheers. Like Jerry, I'm taking December off. Thanks so much, James, for the super chat. Did
1: we just become best friends? Yep.
0: Yes. And by the way, I forgot to ask everybody in chat, if today is your first episode, we got 400 plus people here today. Good morning to all of you or good afternoon or good evening, depending on where you're tuning in from. Um, If it is your first episode, if today is your first episode of Daily Cyber Threat Briefing, please drop a hashtag, first timer in chat. We have a special emote for you, and we have a special sound effect for you. And I just, I didn't read the script this morning, so I forgot about that part. I'm terribly sorry. If it's your first episode, hashtag first timer in chat. We love to welcome our first timers. And if it is your first time, we do this every mid-roll. all right everybody love it love it love it thank you all so very much guys i want to tell you something really really important i want to thank all of you for being here thanks to the stream sponsors barricade cyber solutions panopsi security whoa Ashiana ishmael first time and a squad member first time and a squad member let's pause the music welcome to the party pal, welcome to the party, pal. who else we got cassandra welcome to the party pal Yes, Muhammad, Muhammad, over on LinkedIn. Welcome to the party, pal. Hell yeah, look at all this. Sorry, Kennedy. Oh yeah, look at all the first timers. Welcome to the party, pal. We're happy to have you, Leslie Rossas. Welcome to the party, pal. Yes, we love it. Thank you all so much for being here, and I hope you're having a great stream, first timers. I hope you come back tomorrow. First time squad member, too, Nick Barker. Nick Barker with the blue badging. Woo! All right, guys, let's go. Guys, I want to thank all of you for being here. First timers, long timers, stream sponsors like Barricade, Cyber, and Panopti. I want to say shout out. Hey, Henry Taylor. Welcome to the party, pal. Anti-Siphon Training, guys. If you don't know Anti-Siphon Training, they are disrupting the traditional cybersecurity training industry by offering high quality, cutting edge education to everyone, regardless of financial position. When I say everyone, regardless of financial position, they are giving cutting edge practical hands-on skills taught by industry professionals use the link in the description below go to training pay what you can training look at what's going on here look at all these courses allow me to introduce you to get ready to get your john street hey mia first um uh, uh, mia's welcoming first timers guys get your john strand get your john strand emotes ready look at this look at all this all this training can be yours for free thanks space tacos Guys, at the end of January 2024, John Strand is running the gauntlet. John Strand is a freaking elder legend in our industry. He's an amazing individual. His attitude, his demeanor, his his philosophy permeates everyone. I love it. And he's an amazing practitioner. I've taken this Active Defense and Cyber Deception course. I have a, a review on the Simply Cyber channel. You can take this course and then right after it, take soft Core Skills. If you're in between jobs, if you're looking to level up, dude, this is a week of $0 super education from a, a an amazing practitioner. Go check it out. Anti-Siphon Training, links in the description below. All right, guys. I also want to say thank you, all of you. Do me a favor, Nick Barker, Nick Barker with the testimonial changed his life. All right, guys, check it out. Do me a solid if you will. If you're getting entertainment value or educational value, please hit the like button on YouTube. Why? There's 400 people here right now. If you hit the like button, YouTube's going to be like, oh my God, lots of people love this stuff, that like cybersecurity content. Let me go out YouTube algorithm and find more people searching for cybersecurity and put this show in front of their face and see if they're into it. I'm telling you, I'm into it. I want more people to know. I love this community, and I want everybody to know. Radziv Valley, first timer, welcome to the party, pal. Hit that like button. All right, guys, we got the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. I want to say shout out to, I want to say shout out to Mr. Greenreads. Mr. Greenreads currently has the baton, so Mr. Greenreads, please tag somebody in chat while you're tagging. Let me tell everybody what's up, guys. If you wanna supercharge your LinkedIn feed and build a professional network effectively, listen to me right now. Go on LinkedIn and search for this hashtag. Hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Connect to the people posting, comment on their posts, connect to the people in comments. You'll know if you're connected because it'll have a number like second, third or other, okay? Comment on the post. So when other people go, when the other 410 people go to the um, post, they're gonna connect with you because you're in the comments. It will spiral out of control, but all of your LinkedIn connections will be meaningful, real people, cybersecurity, supportive, inclusive, and sharing all the things. It's gonna be great, okay? Space tacos with the uh, gifted memberships. Best yep. Thank you. So, Mr. Green reads tag somebody, everybody else. Go build your network. Let's take it. Let's take it up. Let's take it down. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, guys. And by the way, I want to tell everybody, we got a new uh, emote in chat right now for squad members. Throw in that mod love. Thank you, mods. Thank you, mods. If you want to say thank you to the mods, go ahead and use that brand new emote. We will add the Will Ferrell emote next, I promise you. All right, guys. Hey, we got a new segment. All right, this is a new segment. Get ready. Guys, I want to introduce Monday Community Recognition, Okay. Every Monday, I'm going to grab someone from the community and just highlight them, because I, I, I see a lot of things in the community, right? And some of you may or may not see it, but I want to highlight and share some of the wonderful, amazing things me- all of you are doing, okay? And I know we do the Community Challenge, and I know people share, but I see it from, from where I'm sitting. I see it all the time, and I, I just I want to bring it to people's attention. So today, for the inaugural one, I want to announce and share with you Kimberly McKnight, Many of you know Kimberly. She's Kimberly can fix it in chat. She is a mod. She's been around uh, with the community for a while. She's brought her brother, Matt, into the fold. Kimberly is amazing. And one of the things that Kimberly started and, and, and provides to the community is cybersecuritycentral.org. This is a nonprofit organization. It works with other community members in our community, like Ms. Julian, James Driscoll, Sean, uh, and others, um, to provide resources to the community it's an amazing initiative it has nothing to do with simply cyber but it's very in the it's in the same ilk as simply cyber so allow our initial community spotlight to be kimberly mcknight kimberly thank you for all you do we really appreciate it all right guys let's keep rolling
1: medicare recipients affected by move it breach the U.S. Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, has revealed that more than 330,000 Medicare recipients have been affected by a leak of sensitive data related to the ongoing move it breach. The breach itself happened to Maximus Federal Services, a contractor to CMS that used the Progress Software Move-It transfer. The data leaked includes standard PII, but also includes insurance claim numbers, medical histories healthcare provider and prescription information and health insurance claims and policy subscriber information eight base ransomware operators used
0: phobe. Fobo- all right nick parker coming in with a big super chat nick with the blue bubble and nick coming by the way nick is on the elliptical right now whether it's true or not let's all just agree he's on the elliptical kimberly is one of the best things that happened in this community and anyone who knows her will tell you that she's the energy we need to make big changes. Thank you, Kimberly, for being a leader in this space. Did
1: we just become best friends? Yep.
0: Absolutely, Nick Barker. Echo that. Okay, so check it out. Um, As much as Clop Ransomware gang wanted to purge... By the way, so really quickly again, I feel like anytime I try to tell you guys something, I've got to be like back up like 10 steps. The Move It breach happened. Move It was a piece of software that basically did data backups. Clop Ransomware found a zero-day vulnerability and just went, you know, ham on all of it and sucked it all up. And then they basically had a warehouse of data and they were figuring out who they got. Now, Klopp Ransomware came out and said, hold on, Klopp Ransomware came out and said, listen, bro, we did not get any uh, federal aid. Yes, I want to keep watching. Um, We didn't get any federal agency information because like Department of Energy, Department of um, like nuclear stuff, we didn't get any of that. And if we did, we deleted it. They actually officially came out and said that they deleted all that data because they did not want to invoke all of the wrath of the US federal government which we make jokes that the federal government moves slowly but if you go back and look at what they did with Colonial Pipeline and DarkSide ransomware they moved with the quickness they were they were moving like a spider monkey okay like right so you don't want to you really don't want to f with that so this right here is actually quite stunning 330,000 Medicare recipients data breached if I had to guess, if I had to guess, Coop Ransomware has a lot of cooks in the kitchen right now. And one of them did not check with leadership before dumping this data. Okay. Because now you're talking about the US federal government, not really a good move, brah. Um, we'll see what happens. They, they were, leaked this information. Uh, classic PII, socials address, DOBs. Medicare numbers, driver's license number, medical history and notes, that's not good. Uh, healthcare provider and prescriptions, not good. So we can imagine um, significant identity theft coming out of this. Um, dude, it's nothing for me. Like I, it sucks, but it's nothing for me to call a 70 year old patient and say, hey, this is Jerry from, I mean, hold on one second, medical history. So I'm gonna know what hospital you went to. Hey, this is Jerry from you know, Medical University of Tennessee calling about your appointment that you had on date um, and wanted to let you know that your prescription is gonna be filled, but it's actually gonna cost X amount of dollars. You can go ahead and give me a $500 Best Buy gift card right now. I know that sounds ridiculous, but people do it. Hi, this is Jerry calling from the center of Medicare and Medicaid services. We realize that you missed a payment. We're going to cancel your pharmaceuticals. Dude, you can just make up stuff. Elderly people are incredibly vulnerable. People that, and this is what makes it so nefarious, Even, even like not elderly people, people who are just dependent on medicine to live, you can scare the crap out of them. And they can be exploited, right? And that's what's so scary about this data dump, guys. Think about it. I don't know if you remember, but during COVID, one one of like one of the freaking mystery magic um, cures or or vaccines or whatever. Before they had the vaccine, like when people were eating like horse paste and stuff, one of them was like the same medicine that you use to treat lupus. And I don't know anyone or anything about lupus, but I do know if you don't take the medicine, it's really bad for the people with lupus. And the people who needed lupus medicine couldn't get it because aristocrats basically were scooping up all the medicine and eating it and like rubbing horse paste on themselves because it was believed to treat COVID. So there is real impact if you don't get your medicine on the regular. And when you threaten people in a social engineering tactic, and when you have all of this data to pr- produce a- authority and legitimacy and validation, because you can comment on, oh yeah, like we know you were there on these dates. We know your prescription information. We know your insurance number. I'm calling from the hospital. Stop questioning me you're going to have your medicine stopped or we're going to cancel your appointments or you're going to die or whatever it doesn't matter the point is this is very very dangerous information from a um social engineering perspective
1: ransomware variant in recent attacks whoops this observation was made by researchers from cisco Talos, and it follows a significant increase in activity for this particular ransomware group The variation in the use of Phobos, as reported in Security Affairs, is that rather than being distributed by Smoke Loader, 8Base Campaigns has the ransomware component embedded in its encrypted payloads. It is then decrypted and loaded into the Smoke Loader process memory. Ransomware attacks on...
0: All right, hold on. What are we looking at here? By the way, okay, can I just tell you, I know it's not Tidbits Tuesday. I know it's not Tidbits Tuesday. But a freaking picture without a caption in a blog post, what are we doing here? Like it'd be one thing if it was like this picture, okay? Or the one where the guy's like got like the, the helmet on and he's looking on all the TVs that uh, media loves to use for like ransomware stories. But when you do, hold on, when you do this, this is like code. Like what are we looking at? I mean, I can make a guess at what I'm looking at, but what are we doing? Uh, Rex Cognito says his sis-in-law has lupus. It's hydroxychloroquine. The craze created a shortage that greatly hurt her. Thank, Not thank you. Thank you for the super chat. Did
1: we just become best friends? Yep.
0: And Rex, thanks for the uh, insight, the community insight. That's what I'm talking about, man. Scary. It's scary when you deprive someone of a, 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 a critical resource that they require to live. All right, 8base ransomware. Guys, uh, a couple things I'll tell you. One, threat actors are going to pivot. 8base, you know, here's the weird thing. You should be mindful of 8base. Eight 8base eight doesn't get a lot of pub. You don't hear about it a lot, but they kind of like blew up on the scene maybe 3 or 4 months ago and people were like, "Whoa, 8base is coming with the quickness." And then they kind of went underground again. 8base um is not to be trifled with. I wouldn't put them in the tier 1 threat actor group, but they are very legit, and they are moving. Um, um, the reason that it, they're in the news right now is because they've made a variant of Phobos ransomware. Again, don't don't get confused. A lot of times, threat actor groups get named because of the ransomware strain that they're um, co- of what they're called. Right? That's why it says Eight Base ransomware, but they're using Phobos ransomware. So don't don't get confused, guys. This is this is one of those things that like I wish someone had told me. Just like threat actor group names can change, but they're the same threat actor group. This one right here, Eight Base, they probably had a ransomware that was like .dot eight base on all the file names, which is where they got their name. But they're not—they're a—they're a cyber crime gang. They literally use whatever tool in the toolbox works best for them. And in this case, they're using Phobos ransomware. So it's the Eight Base gang using a different ransomware, Phobos, and they've modified it. To um, basically get through detection, they're using Smoke Loader, which is another piece of malware. Think of Smoke Loader as an initial dropper. So, like, what? Here, here's the thing: when APs kicks in the door, right? Hold on, I'm, 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 you can't see it on camera, but I'm doing like a, a front kick move as I'm kicking through a door. Okay, hold on. So they kick in the door. They're not, they're not kicking in the door of ransomware. They're kicking in the door with a dropper. So they're using Smoke Loader. Or they're actually, they're probably getting, I'm sorry, I'm I'm effed up here. Sorry, Kennedy. What they're doing is they're getting in somehow with an initial infection and then using smoke loader to pull down other payloads, which would be the ransomware in this case, whether it's 8-base ransomware or Phobos ransomware. And you might be able to detect it when it comes on, but they're using some type of stealthy maneuver to what looks like build it. Um on the victim machine. Again, you could see here, um, dot eight base file extension. This is what I was talking about. This is how threat actor ransomware groups get their name. Typically it's the, so like, if you were a threat actor and you wanted to be called, I don't know, like legend of Zelda, right? Whatever you would name your ransomware files dot legend of Zelda. And all of a sudden you'd be the legend of Zelda ransomware gang. It's like, whatever you want. Right. Um, so Phobos does full encryption like hello welcome to welcome to 2023 like ransomware. Uh, scan the network, yeah, persistence. So this is a fully uh, fully um fully featured ransomware. Okay, oh, do we get a caption? No. <sighs> all right. Um, all right, guys. Here's the TLDR on this story. If you're interested Get smart on eight base, just as a ransomware threat actor group, because they are pretty aggressive. Two, you should not be protecting from eight base ransomware only. You should absolutely be protecting from ransomware, and then having um, practicing your recovery. Make sure your backups work. Make sure you understand um, business impact analysis on applications and critical systems. Which ones have to come up? Um, do you? Here's like a fun question. Let's say that you use some type of ERP solution to run your business. Accounts payable, accounts receivable, straight cash, homie, right? Straight cash, homie. Right? Okay. You get ransomware and everything goes down. What is the first system you bring up? Is it the one that makes money? Maybe. I don't know. Try bringing it up and see. Does it work if you don't have Active Directory up? Can people log in? No. Well, then maybe you shouldn't bring that up first. Maybe you should bring Active Directory up. But you know what? You don't want to be actively dealing with a recovery from a ransomware event and figuring out at that point that, oh, we should have, been, we should have brought up Active Directory first. No, you want to practice and understand and work through it. And also, by the way, BSEC is on vacation through December. So BSEC isn't going to be there if you get ransomware this weekend. And uh, Justin Gold is. Justin Gold needs to know what the recovery process is. BSEC regularly, I'm making this all up, but regularly, Justin Gold's just like working on the keyboard and BSEC walks over and puts his hand on Justin Gold's side of his head and he's like, Move. He's on a rolly chair, so it slides out of the way. And then BSEC's just like, Yeah, I'm a hacker. I'm doing network engineer things, right? And then Justin Gold never learns what those workflows and processes are because it's faster for BSEC to do it. But This is why you need to practice, because at some point, b are not going to be there, and you've got to make sure that you have that knowledge, that tribal knowledge, those workflows and processes in place. Okay. Yamaha and Well Life
1: Network, possibly from INC Group. An attack on Yamaha's motorcycle manufacturing and sales subsidiary in the Philippines is still being assessed to understand the extent of the damage. However, it soon appeared on the leak site of the INC ransomware gang. This site also listed Well Life Network, a large organization that provides services to people with intellectual or developmental disabilities, as well as those with mental illness. Although both of these incidents are still under investigation, researchers at Sentinel One state that the group has been exploiting CVE-2023-3519, vulnerability affecting products from Citrix,
0: such as Netscaler. All right, I suspect that's the Citrix bleed vulnerability. If I had to guess, that is so. Uh... <laughs> I can't put this on stream, but there's a well-known, popular, ludicrous song uh, animated GIF. Alana, GIF uh, that has been brought up on screen. Okay, so check it out. Um, two indis- you know, two Yamaha got hit, and Well Life Network got hit. It's a cyber incident. Because it's a day that ends in Y, let's just bet the safe money. Let's take the pass and uh, say it was a ransomware incident. Uh, Yamaha manufacturing, obviously, Yamaha makes all sorts of uh, motorcycles and uh, motorized things. They make pianos, etc. cetera. Well diversified. Interesting. So Yamaha got hit. Toyota got hit. Seiko got hit. Casio got hit. I'm not saying that there's a targeted uh, emphasis on Japan, but... It definitely seems like Japan's getting slapped around um, pretty hard, okay? So, you know, let's just put that to the side. Well, Life Network, this is what I want to focus on here, okay? Oh, it is ransomware. It says right there in the story. By the way, I should have said this at the beginning, but I didn't have my script. I don't prepare or research any of these stories, so you're finding out with me in real time what this is all about. This, I want to point out really quickly that in case you don't understand... Ransomware threat actors, by and large, okay, like ninety—I would say like ninety-eight percent of them, maybe higher—don't care who their victim is. Okay, they don't care if you're a small business. They don't care if you're a Fortune 50 business. They don't care if you're Clorox or if you're Well Life Network. They don't care if you're healthcare. They don't care if you're manufacturing. They don't care if you your um, education. What they want is, cash, they want money and they want to get paid. They, it's their money and they want it now, if you know what I'm talking about, okay? Now, because of that and because of affiliate networks, yes, don't get me wrong, if they figure out that they've got a Clorox, they're going to jack up the ransom amount. If they figure out they got a small business, they're going to lower the ransom amount. That's, that's just business. But, but Well Life Network is a business that helps people with disabilities learning disabilities, mental disabilities, physical disabilities. And I don't know exactly what they help them with, but let's just say it's helping them with like living. They give them access to um, accessibility services. They give them access to healthcare and and needs and stuff. Maybe they give them money. I, I don't know. But my thing is, how are you going to attack this? This business's mission is as righteous as it gets, right? And you're gonna, you're gonna, you're going to you're gonna compromise their ability to deliver on that mission. So, like right now, somebody somewhere, right? Somebody somewhere, you know, needs help because they're in a wheelchair or because they have mental disabilities and their caregiver just passed away or something, right? They need help and Well Life Network has pledged to help them and now they can't because some a hole, sorry, Kennedy. But you know what, Kennedy, you might want to know this one for this story. Some a-hole has decided they're going to get paid because of Well Life Network. And with—and I'm sure they don't care about the victims, but this is not a faceless crime. This is not one of those crimes where it's like, oh, it's just a business. They'll just pay the money and move on. It's a victimless crime. There's no harm here. They make a lot of money. Who gives a sh- if they just give a little bit to me? This one right here has downstream impacts that significantly impact people that need help. God damn it, man. It's, it's, it's these type of stories that are just nauseating. Like, okay, I'm not happy. Yamaha didn't ask for the problem, but you know, as a business as whatever, like, you know, you kind of, it comes with the territory. You got insurance, you do the workflows, you do the practice, you know, hopefully it reduces your overall impact but when you're doing the impact analysis for GRC when you're doing the risk analysis for GRC for this one you're not you're not a, you're not calculating the impact to the individual consumer whose life is screwed because some threat actor has brought you down god damn it have some have a conscience you assholes i'm i'm sorry i'm so sorry kennedy i'm sorry it just pisses me off.
1: And now, last week in ransomware, the just mentioned Yamaha and Well Life attacks put these two organizations in company with Toyota Financial Services, Industrial and Commercial Bank of China, DP World, Allen and Overy, and Boeing, all of whom suffered cyber attacks related to vulnerable Citrix NetScaler devices in the last week and beyond. Last week also, the British Library as well as the Toronto Public Library confirmed data thefts, and the FBI and CISA released a joint advisory on the RISIDA ransomware operation. And as we reported last Monday, the moving company Dolly.com allegedly paid the ransom charged by its attacker, only to find out that its sensitive data was published anyway due to the payment being, quote, not generous enough, end quote.
0: Just a reminder. All right. Again, I apologize. I do try to keep this uh, stream clean. Hence the, sorry, Kennedy. Kennedy is a child of one of the, of Estella Reyes. uh, And she usually attends the channel, the streams. Uh, We're right at, we're right up against the bumper. So I'll make this story quick. Um, Find a story in the ransomware roundup that applies to your industry, to your, uh, your country or whatever. What 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 I would say here is it looks like Citrix Bleed is the vulnerability du jour that is absolutely uh, wreaking havoc on people. So um, I would definitely encourage you check out CVE 2023 4966, the Netscaler ADC Netscaler Gateway. If you are um, interviewing for jobs, right? If you're interviewing for jobs, get familiar with this. I'm not saying you need to ha- explain how to technically exploit it, but saying Citrix bleed, saying some of these people who have been compromised at a very high level, explaining what this is. I bet you there's a YouTube video of somebody explaining Citrix bleed, okay? I think it would go very far for you, okay? Citrix bleed is very current, it's very now, it's so hot. Hold on. <laughs> oh my God. I really did need to get the emote for this one. Hold on. Citrix Bleed is so hot right now, okay, that if you're in a job interview and you drop Citrix Bleed, whether they're using Citrix or not, it will show that you're staying current. It'll show that you understand how rampant Citrix Bleed is. You could drop some of the victims who are being compromised by it. Believe me, it will... Be impactful. Do you know what you don't hear? Like, if you mention Citrix Bleed and understanding of it, whoever's interviewing you is going to know that you're staying up to date because you're not going to hear about Citrix Bleed in security plus training or in a college classroom or in a textbook. It is hot now, it's right now. So, believe me when I tell you, everybody knows, everybody's heard, it's come across every professional's. Desktop in a, in a, or email in like some type of like sizzler from a threat actor or excuse me from a security vendor. It's in the news if you're in cyber circles. Most cyber professionals need to stay current, so they've definitely heard about Citrix Bleed as it gets more and more uh, used in exploitation of big names. It's going to lead to more mainstream stories. If you're in a job interview and you mention Citrix Bleed and understand a little bit about it, it's going to help you significantly. Believe that all right guys um that's gonna do it if you were here just for the news stay tuned one second stay tuned one second i just want to share with you i know we're a couple minutes over um we got a lot going on at 4 p.m today um we're going to be doing world of haiku live streaming so come play with me at 4 o'clock p.m eastern time today so in seven hours from now also guys this one's huge episode 500 you're not going to want to miss this episode 500 on say uh the 22nd so two days from now look at these cool sunglasses thank you kimberly um episode 500 dude we're doing massive giveaways massive giveaways team replay please be team live that day team Live, please welcome team replay first timers you guys got every chance that the long timers have to win prizes We have something like 16 prizes to give away. It's going to be freaking bananas. I can't wait. I'm so pumped day before Thanksgiving, 500 episodes of this podcast alone. Amazing people. It's you guys are all amazing. Also, also, I want to share with you, um, as part of my pledge for transparency and accountability, I do quarterly all hands meetings with you. You guys, whether you realize it or not, are my boss. I literally quit my job so I could do Simply Cyber and deliver cyber education uh, to you on the regular. You're my boss, and I feel obligated to have quarterly accountability meetings to tell you what I'm working on, what I promised to work on this quarter, and how I did on delivering on those promises, what you can expect next quarter, and any other uh, wins in upcoming stuff. And stay tuned for this one, because I had an epiphany last night on... Um, I'm going to introduce something brand new um, at this meeting for the community. I think you guys are going to like it. I'm trying to get the shirt made uh, as part of the announcement. So stay tuned. Um, I think you guys will enjoy it. But anyways, I'm excited about this. Any questions you have, any ideas, any suggestions you have, um, I'm open to them as always. Uh, Thank you all so very much for being here. Um, We are going to be doing jaw jacking. I want to let everybody know. So let's get into the jaw jacking. I got a couple things I want to ask you all about. So uh, if you were here just for the news, thank you very much. My name's Jerry. Your chat, see you at 4 p.m. Or if you just want to do the daily cyber threat briefings, I hope to see you at 8 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow for episode 499. All right, guys, be well and stick around for the next 30 seconds as we pivot into jaw jacking. Be well. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Jaw Jack, and I am your host, Jerry. AKA Jerry Guy. AKA um <laughs> I don't know what aka. But anyways, hope everybody's well. Um yes, new shirt for those who are asking. i I I had a cool idea. I don't wanna I don't wanna spoil it for you guys, but uh I have a really cool idea, and it's basically gonna be a brand new logo, and I need to um I need to see if I can get it made. It's definitely going to be a copyright infringement, but I don't care. I'll make you guys a deal. I'll make you guys a deal. If uh, if you're here to 920, uh, I'll tell you guys what it is because uh, I know a lot of you got to go and a lot of you stay. Um, oh, hey, did Mr. Greenreads t- tag somebody with the Simply Cyber Community Challenge? Let me know. What's up, Josh Mason? Good to see you. Holy crap. Hey, this just coming in right now. Um, We've got five more prizes being dumped into episode 500 compliments of our very own Josh Mason. We're going to get Adrian Cantrell's all the things, AWS training. Um, So there you go. We have 21 prizes. 21 prizes for the... 500th episode. We're basically going to have to run a separate stream just for the giveaways. Jesus, I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm a crypto evangelist. I love it, love it, love it. All right. Hey, did Mr. Green reads tag anyone? Jenny Housley? Let me know because uh, we got to. We got we definitely got to make sure that um, we got to make sure that um, we get this done. All right, guys. Guys, I bought uh, two of these lights over here. I love it. I'm super pumped about it. All right. Hey, so what do we got? What do we got going on, guys? What what kind of... Qu- we we want to do AMA. You guys want me to drop some information? Nick Barker with the Mod Chat, love. If you're a squad member, we got the new emotes. Boom. Oh, guys. Oh, check it out. I got an update for you. Um, I told you I was going to do this, okay? Oh, hold on. Lazaro... Uh, with a super chat update, the recruiter did move my application to the new role. Video interview with cyber manager tomorrow. How do I overcome self doubt that's starting to kick in? Thank you, Doctor Osher. Well, first of all, Lazaro, did we just
1: become best friends. Yep,
0: <laughs> we did just become best friends. Thanks to the super chat. Second of all, um, let's go, let's go. All right, so check it out, Lazaro. I hear you about the self doubt, but remember this: your application, your resume. The recruiter looked at it. The recruiter knows what the hiring manager wants. The recruiter said, you know what? Lazaro Lazaro is a good fit. Believe me, if you think about the motivation of the recruiter, the recruiter wants to get the job filled. The recruiter does not want to piss off the cyber hiring manager, right? So the recruiter is only going to push through applications the recruiter thinks is going to get hired. So right there, Lazaro, Someone has evaluated your resume and said, you know what? Lazaro can do this job. Lazaro belongs in this interview. The cyber manager said, you know what? This person can do the job. This person can help me. Let me do a video interview with this person. So don't let self-doubt kick in. Look at it from this perspective. The people who want this job filled evaluated you on paper and said, this person can do it. Yes, this could be the one. We could stop looking. Finally, we found it. So Lazaro, I would almost be excited. Don't let self-doubt kick in. Let self-assurance kick in and be like, hell yeah, I'm gonna absolutely crush this interview. Uh, like Citrix bleed, boom. Everything I can do, boom, what this job come what this company does, boom. Just focus, take a breath, and know that you belong in this interview. Okay. This isn't an accident. You didn't stumble in off the street. And like fall in like a Borat video into this interview. You belong there. So take self-doubt. I understand it. Believe me. I understand it. But push it to the side. <sighs> you got this, man. I hope, I hope you crush it. All right, let's go. All right, so check it out. Where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, I was just about to show you guys something. So check this out. Um, Let's do this. Check this out, guys. I promised you I was going to do this. Actually, hold on. Let me do this off stream so you guys don't see all the stupid stuff I watch on YouTube. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to start asking my guest on SC Live. What's something in their Google search history that they are silly about? All right. Um, let me see. Actually, I guess in full transparency, I'll share my, my, <laughs> my YouTube. Here we go. YouTube history. Let's go. All right. So lighting videos, podcast videos, um, stupid stuff. Uh, How do I, where's my history? Here's history. Bunch of podcast setups. Andre 3000's new album. If anyone's heard that yet. Um, Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Watching uh, building uh, videos with my kids last night. Here it is. So look at this. I told you guys about this. Aspen Cyber Summit, 2023, thought leaders. This was covered in Friday's uh, story. And first of all, I want to tell you guys, Aspen Cyber Summit is held in New York City. So first of all, fake news. Like, what what are we doing here? Like, so it's in New York City, not Aspen. Secondly, um, I want you guys to know um, it's eight hours long. They did not do the cool thing like Simply CyberCon and split it up into talks. Third thing, it's not actually eight hours long because there's like 30 minutes of nothing at the beginning. They take breaks in between talks. They take an hour and a half lunch. So you can actually consume this in like four or five hours. I watched five hours and nine minutes on Friday. Uh, key takeaways. One, one major takeaway, okay? Don't get too excited for the Jen Easterly talk. She bailed on it because she had a personal uh, issue that she had to address. So she is on the panel list but she is not there. Okay. So, um, obviously Jen Easterly gets a pass. Uh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, um, we're not gonna be mad at Jen Easterly. Okay. Ever. But, um, there's, there's some really cool things in here. Obviously there's a whole thing about AI. There's a whole thing about, um, um, actually you want to know something really interesting. There's a guy who does, um, birds aren't real. And he basically does this whole thing where he's in character about conspiracy theories. But he basically did a six-year experiment of starting a conspiracy theory. And after he does his little Birds Aren't Real talk, he sits down and he talks about what he learned about people and by perpetrating a conspiracy theory for six years. And it, I actually thought it was really stupid. And then after I saw him talk about conspiracy theories, I was like, holy crap, dude. What a very interesting longitudinal study and really revealing on what he discovered. Uh, So I would definitely add that to the list of things that are absolute must-watches. There's a talk in here. I'm I'm pointing to something on screen that you guys can't see. Um, There's a talk in here with Chris Krebs, um, who's now over at Sentinel One, that I I thought was absolutely fantastic. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, there's one in here about election security. Uh, That was the Chris Krebs one. Look at this panel right here. So this is Chris Krabs. This is the Michigan uh, Department of, uh, Michigan State. Um, st- st- she's she's in charge of state and elections and stuff. Just anyways, TLDR, this is worth your time. I'm absolutely glad I watched it. Okay. I saw Super Chat come in. Space Tacos. I won silver for Cyber Awareness Month at work out of 73,000 employees. Best part was networking with cyber leadership. Boom, baby! Yes, 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 yes! Space tacos. Um. Okay. Hey, let me drop a link to the um Aspen Cyber Summit 2023. Here we go. Hold on. It's a, it's a, it's a big ask. I mean, it's freaking like eight hours long, but it's worth it. Okay. Uh, congratulations, Space Tacos, Super pumped for you. Way way to bring GRC to the masses. Um, so Chris Young wants me to unpack Citrix bleed, uh, one second on that, Chris, that that's like a separate live stream altogether. Uh, I I'll do it in a minute, but, uh, just give me like, I'll do an inch deep, uh, in a minute. Um, you should make a playlist called simply cyber ETC and drop video. What's ETC. Let me know what ETC is. Uh, all right, guys, Chris Young, Citrix bleed. Let's talk about that for a minute um let me do this again so what i would encourage you to do any anytime there's something like this chris young just google like vulnerability name explained because this is like this is uh like you know a rich this is like a moist dark space for a mushroom fungus like anytime there's a hot, uh, as far as content creation goes, anytime there's like a vulnerability that's getting popped all over the place, log4j, move it, Citrix bleed. If it gets a logo, um, it's it's going to be hot. If Kevin Beaumont's talking about it, it's going to be, it's so hot. Okay. So by Googling it, um, you'll find some people who have done great jobs fully explaining it. Right. So here I would, I'll drop this in chat, Chris Young. And I invite anyone, this is like this is um oh I can't do it because the freaking URL is too long. Hold on one second. All right. Also, Chris, I I bet you anything that someone's made some videos about it. I mean, look at all this content. Look at tenable. Tenable, which is a vulnerability scanner, made a video for Citrix. Obviously, they're incentivized because they want you to use their product to discover if you've been, uh, if you're vulnerable to it. Okay, okay. Hopefully, that helps. Oh, I see. I see. All right, I'm all over the place. I'm crazy. Um. Okay, so what else we got cracking, y'all? Um, oh, hey, Mister Greenreads, hold on, let's let's get this sorted out. Who has the baton? Let's get this sorted out. I love this light, by the way. I do. I got two of them. I'm super pumped with light bars. I'm trying to make this video podcast situation cooler. Um, Mister Greenreads, let's go. All right, let's go. All right, so uh, what else? We got the 500th episode. Hopefully, everybody, I know a lot of you are on vacation already. Guys, if you're traveling this uh, week for Thanksgiving, be uh, please be safe. I, Thursday night, I mean, excuse me, Wednesday night, um, at least in, in my day in college. Like New Year's Eve is like rookie alcohol drinking day, right? So people who don't know what the hell they're doing get all hammered on uh, new year's Eve and drive around. But to me, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is also quite a, um, is quite a rookie drinking night. Almost everybody. Okay. Think about it for a minute. At least in my experience, everybody comes home from college, right? And they have nothing to do on Thursday, except eat a big, huge meal. A lot of them haven't seen their local people since they went off to college or, you know what I mean? So they all congregate and get all sorts of hammered and then have to drive home, right? So just please be careful out on the roads on Wednesday night, please. All right. World of Haiku at 4 p.m.? Yes, that is correct. Here, and I can can actually drop a link to that. We're going to be doing Forge stuff on Haiku. Come on. Oh, 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 I got something for y'all. I got something for you. Uh, Peter Lee, what backstory are you talking about? Oh, very cool. Hey, guys, if you didn't know, if you didn't know, Jesse Johnson and the team over at Slay Security, drop a link, Jesse. Uh, Jesse Johnson over at Slay Security is doing a special Slay Security Plus episode on Wednesday, uh, riding... Uh, or echoing or aligning with the 500th episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing, they're giving away a Security Plus voucher. So if you'd like to win that voucher, go check out Slay Security Plus. Um, oh my God, Valentino. You're so funny. Uh, Valentino wants to tell us the path to become the cybersecurity t-shirt model in the USA. Guys, I don't know what happened or when it happened, but I love cybersecurity t-shirts. I have like a thousand of them, Okay. And here's the thing. I love cybersecurity. I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. Cybersecurity. I love it. Love it. Love it. I love it. So like for me, cybersecurity, it goes beyond, it goes beyond the brand. It's like the people behind it, like cybersecurity central. This is Kimberly and James and Sean and Ms. Julian and others who do great for the industry. All the black Hill shirts, shirts, black Hill Security shirts I wear. That's John and Deb and Jason. I love it. Red Seed shirts I wear. That's Jaycon and Mike Saunders and Tim Medine, right? Lima Charlie, right? That's that's Chris and Maxime and now uh, Eric Capuano and Whitney Champion. You know what I mean? Like like the the, the shirts. It, it's just me, like emoting about how I feel about the industry. I love it. And then obviously the Simply Cyber shirts, right? But you're very kind, Valentino. Uh, Mr. Greenreads tagged Tim McDonald, Carrie. If you go to uh, conferences, they give them away at conferences all over the place. I actually just bought. So you'll see, I'm wearing a brand new uh, Black Hills Information Security shirt tomorrow on stream. Uh, they just released the new one, and I'm such a I'm so ridiculous. Like they released it, I bought it. <laughs> they released it i bought it uh should i do short form or long form youtube for business to business channel juggy fresh asks uh juggy so that's a good question it depends it depends like are you trying to promote your business um so long here's the deal i'm actually releasing um a youtube course probably not probably in 2024 which will explain all of this but um Short, uh, so Josh says short form is winning right now. Here's the thing. It depends what you want. Short form gets you views. Long form gets you uh, like subscribers and traction and all these things. So it depends what you're trying to do. If you're trying to market a product, short form is probably better because you'll get wider exposure. If you're trying to build something so you can then sell sponsorships and connect with the industry and build a platform, long form is better. I will tell you that my evergreen content, so like you know, like how to interview and uh, what is GRC and all these things, those get way more uh, evergreen views and traction than the live streams. The live streams, especially the daily cyber threat briefing, they expire. This is a daily show, so like no one's going back and watching like September third, two thousand twenty-three episode, right? So it depends, but yeah, those—that's what you need to know. Uh, yeah, Chris K. Hall. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Oh, we got a first timer in here. Is Kathy a first timer? Do, do, do. Yeah, healthcare and dental. Short form, short form's fun, especially if you know how to do it well. Oh, Kathy Chambers is in here. Hey, Kathy. Can we just say hi to Kathy Chambers? Let's see. What would be a good Kathy Chambers? uh, Hello. Welcome to the party. Kathy's a long-timer, not a first-timer, but we'll still say hi to Kathy that way. Great to see you, Kathy. Always nice. I got to tell you, Kathy, Kathy could be recognized. Um, I, what do you guys think of this new? Um, I, I really like this new uh, Monday's Community Recognition Day. Kimberly McKnight getting recognized today. Every Monday uh, until Callan wants to take back over Art of the Week. Um, I wanted to share something with you guys. All right. Hey, so Tim McDonald hasn't taken the tag. I'm going to tag somebody. Kathy Chambers. Kathy. Miss Kathy. Will you take the Simply Cyber Community Challenge, Kathy? Kathy Chambers, we're asking you. I'm asking you. If you would be interested in taking on the Simply Cyber Community Challenge, it's a one-day, quick little thing. Daniel Lowry's done it; many of us have done it. We would love to hear your cyber story, Kathy. We would love to hear your cyber story. Let us know in chat if you have the bandwidth to do it, and if you don't, no, no, uh, no, no pressure. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. Ashiana. We have great community members. The simply cyber community is amazing. I'm so fortunate. I'm so grateful. Um, I wanted to share something with you guys that I, Oh, 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 oh. so check it out guys. I wanted to, um, yes, let's go. Kathy chambers. All right guys. Hey, Kathy is going to be doing the simply cyber community challenge. Kathy, if you need to know what to do, let me know. Just go on LinkedIn, share your cyber story, and use the hashtag #SimplyCyberCommunityChallenge. Community Challenge. All of you are going to be so happy when you connect with Kathy. She is an absolute, uh, she's a rock star. She's an amazing person. She's a great professional. She's a friend of mine. I love me some Kathy Chambers. Look forward to your post, Kathy. No, it's not the GRC course special. Although, if you guys want really quickly, the GRC course is uh 30% off that's not what i was going to share with you but the grc course is 30% off through the end of the month simply cyber 30 um, at checkout if you want if you want a lot of people have been very happy with the grc course but what i wanted to share with you guys i wanted to float this idea with you guys so try hack me does the advent of cyber okay now i am very blessed i got asked to do day 5 and make the content for day 5 so i will be making a video for advent of cyber. Okay. I wanted to get people's thoughts. I was thinking, I was thinking because I have, this is a daily challenge that drops every single day. It drips out. Okay. I was thinking because I love, I love that I quit my job. So I have more time to do fun stuff with the Simply Cyber community. I was thinking of doing a daily live stream. I won't look at the challenge in advance, except for day five, obviously, cause I'm making that challenge, but I will let's, I was thinking like every single day at noon Eastern time, or every single day at 2 PM Eastern time. I was thinking noon though. I'll go live for an hour and I will do the previous day's room. Okay. Every single day, let me know what you guys think about that. I know a lot of people make produced content of going through the rooms. I I, Unfortunately, I don't have time to to make produced content, but I have time to go live. So uh, I was thinking of doing a daily Advent of Cyber live stream every single day uh, and walking through it and explaining not just how to solve the challenge, but also like some background. Like for example, well, I can't tell you about my room, but For my room, there's more detail I want to give that I'm not going to be able to. Um, So let me know if you guys are interested in if you want to play along and do that. It would be a limited run, right? Obviously. And then, of course, like I'm not going to live stream the final room on Christmas Day. Uh, Christmas Day is the, (laughs) this sounds terrible, but like Christmas Day is the one day of the year where I completely give 100% of myself to my family. Um, so I don't do any, I don't do any work. I don't do any simply cyber on Christmas day. So I won't be able to stream the last room. Um, all right. So Chris likes it. Hemoglobin loves it. Space tacos loves it. Okay. I'll, I'll set it up guys. Let's do it. Let's do a daily. Let's do a daily. All right, cool. So look for that. I'll schedule it. It'll be a live stream. Um, I'll announce it. We'll do a daily. And um, uh, it'll be good. Sorry, I just moaned into the mic. I I cracked my back and it felt good. All right. All right, everybody. It looks like we're going to be straight crushing it. Yeah, exactly. So I'll stream... Room one on day two. So like, I think this, I think the entire event starts on December 1st. So here's what I'll do on December 1st. I'll live stream the first, like, you know, five or six tasks, which are like setting up the room and everything. Then on day two, I will do day one's tasks on day three. I'll do day two tasks. I'll always be one day behind that way. I don't ruin it for anybody in the community. And, um, all those things, okay. And uh, obviously, I'm all about community. So if that, um, yeah, it'll be a classroom, exactly. I think the only um, December sixth, I think, is like the final day. I have a Citadel class on a Tuesday, so that might impact it, but we'll see. All right, guys, I got a meeting with. Uh, I got a meeting at nine thirty. Um, I'm Jerry, your chat. Guys, I appreciate all of you. Thank you for being here. Let's go. Uh, Kathy Chambers, Simply Cyber Community Challenge. And um yeah, Chris Gayhall. I- I'm old enough to have like mid-afternoon ibuprofen. <laughs> 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 all right, y'all. Hey, uh be well, be good to each other. Hopefully I'll see you at four PM Eastern time for Uh, haiku. If not, I'll see you tomorrow for episode 499 of the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. Go check out Kathy Chambers' LinkedIn post. Don't forget the um, 30% off Simply Cyber GRC Analyst Masterclass. Woo! Episode 521 giveaways on Wednesday. I'm Jerry, your chat. My mind's about to explode. I got to get to work, be well, and we'll see you at the next one. I hope you enjoyed that content. Keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern time, as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We're doing live stream interviews with industry experts, and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content and we'll see you in the next one.